In the name of the Holy and Undivided Trinity, Amen. Suffering is not redemptive. Salvation is. On my final Sunday in this pulpit, it seems to make sense to speak in bullet points. Time is short. And yes, Simon, I guess I can learn a thing. Our gospel itself bottom lines us this morning, demonstrating how Jesus waits not one single second when love sees we need saving. Maybe some of you are sitting there thinking, duh, Sarah. Others might wonder whether someone who looks so young could actually know very much about human suffering. Or maybe you're calling to mind one among your own dearly beloved, perhaps now departed, whose life was cut short by suffering. Whatever our stories, however heart-rending the journey, God's love heals us each with grace. This mystery is incomprehensible, yet true all the same. Love will save us all. And that grace is a holy mystery, one that unleashes communal joy. And those waves of wonder that sweep over us, they change our hearts. If we're going to steer clear of the hypocrisy against which Jesus warns in today's gospel, though, we need to get down to brass tacks. Jesus alone saves. In the church, sometimes we get confused on that count. I've been lucky. My fiercest teachers here at All Saints have set me straight every time I got off point, whether I was preaching or reflecting with them privately. And the truth is, every single one of us needs saving. None of us ever did save ourselves. Whether we wait decades to discover or find ourselves among the lucky few who surrender in no time at all to this truth. Love is coming for us all the same. Another thing I think we do well to grapple with today is this. God does not desire our suffering, nor does God punish us with pain. Yes, that might sound like I'm pushing back on some parts of Scripture, but... I believe this paradox is important for us not to try to resolve prematurely. God does not want any of us to suffer. And if you didn't hear that in today's story, I invite you to take a look at it again later. Apart from grace, though, there's no way to comprehend how this life can include such pain and such beauty all bound up together. Luke's story of this woman who finally stands tall, liberated by the voice and touch of love, shows us that grace is at work when we need it most. Little by little, or all at once, it changes us and our faith communities. Yes, there are some who are going to get bent out of shape every time Jesus interrupts our ways of being and belonging. Watch out, process people. God's got our number and doesn't intend to leave anyone out. 
joy is supposed to flow from this kind of liberation. It has the power to transform the body. And in the body of Christ, we best not resist that Holy Spirit power. As our epistle told us, it's a consuming fire. I'm not going to present any fiery conclusions here at the conclusion of my three years of ministry at All Saints, but it has been an extraordinary time, growing, learning, and loving with you here in Midtown. And my heart is full of gratitude and joy today. It has been my greatest privilege to be your priest, your friend, a fellow Christian walking beside you in this place and time, bearing witness to love's miracle, transforming all of us. You've been an essential part of my healing journey, my own body, mind, and spirit forever changed as your words, your touch, liberated and strengthened me to stand tall, not only in this pulpit, but everywhere the Holy Spirit decides to send me. Your gentleness, your grace, your love reached me amid times of laughter and tears, sometimes when thunderstorms came a-calling. With hymns, handshakes, hugs, you have been to me the voice and hands and feet of Christ himself. There's been a lot of emotions welling up as I've looked around this room earlier this morning and now today at this moment. It's going to be hard to imprint this moment in my memory, but I am so deeply grateful for all of you. And for those who can't be present today, whether because they're not around in town this weekend or because they've gone home to be part of that greater communion of the saints in light, your generosity has carried me through these several years, and I am blown away by all the blessings you have channeled into my life. From the depths of my soul, with all of my heart, I thank you for magnifying this joy of the Lord that has been our strength, upholding us to bear difficult truths, uplifting us to share generous care, sustaining us through unprecedented events because of the power of the Risen One. This life we have shared in Atlanta together has taught me that whoever we are, wherever we are on our journeys, Whatever obvious or hidden suffering bows our spirits down, saving grace is on the way. Grace might look like a patient yoga instructor who comes to your office to help you realign. It might taste like a gulp of chocolate milk chasing down some empanadas. Probably will shake up your work week when you risk telling your own stories of faith with one another. It also will dare you to surrender to the relief and rest that God desires for us, maybe even in the form of a communal sound bath. Even on those days when salvation seems delayed, we can bet none of us will miss out on the miracles God intends for us. 
The gospel story this morning, the healing journey of this woman, shows us that Jesus unleashes joy and sweet relief in us and within our communities of faith. He urges us to lean into this quieting love that assures us time and time again that by grace all shall be well. This week I was reminded of that in a piece penned by a Methodist colleague, Steve Garnoff Holmes, whose liberating imagination often imagines the voice of Jesus speaking to us. I'd like to share his words this morning as a piece of grace that we can share on this journey, especially as we think about the woman healed in Luke's Gospel. May we receive these words as if they are Christ's own. May we hear his saving love reaching out toward us. You are not bad. You are just bent. You don't need to be judged or punished. You need to be healed, to be set free. Because you are bent, you will miss the mark. What feels straight to you will be crooked. Your self-image is distorted. But that doesn't mean you're evil, just bent. You didn't bend yourself. The power that distorts you is not your own, nor is the power that heals you. What you have to do is open yourself to the grace that lets you realign, the love that raises you up, not once, but with every breath. Fear will bend you down. Love will raise you up. Keep choosing love. The gentle hand is on your back even now. May we ever trust God's saving grace, realigning us always toward life. Amen.